0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. A quick note before the show begins. The audio from these podcasts mostly come from live video YouTube streams on my channel. They may vary in quality from show to show and reference visual content not described to you, the listener. I'm sorry about that. If you prefer video to go with this audio, head over to youtube.com backslash from us. F-R-U-M-E-S-S for the whole enchilada. Who doesn't like a whole enchilada anyway? Good evening and welcome to tonight's broadcast. We are talking about an incredibly important subject of speculation. Mainly speculation. A little bit of opinion, but mixed in with some speculation. A whole bunch of this and that and you know what. All over the place. We are talking about the new Scream movie and the future of Scream. And a particular theory that is going around that really has me kind of uh, has has uh, the gears in my my brain kind of uh, turning around. I'd love to hear anybody, anybody who's here. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you pop in to say hello and whatnot. Uh, Just a warning. Major, major spoilers here. Okay, we're not guys. We're going to we're talking about the new film. Obviously, the, the title in and of itself is a bit spoilery maybe a little bit i'm not sure i'm not sure of that but just be be aware that this is what we are discussing we are discussing scream we're discussing the future of scream and we are discussing uh, uh the the new film so so there's that so the the, the main topic at hand uh the, the main question that i have and it stems from something that i thought we were going to get in the new scream and we never did it never showed up uh one you know after uh, a few like a week and a half or so of of letting the new uh scream kind of percolate in my mind like sitting and thinking about it and reading a lot of stuff about it it's it, it's a mixed bag it's definitely a mixed bag a lot of good things um i had fun like i said we we did that whole talk with mark had a lot of fun um, but there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that, d- that doesn't quite work for me. Uh there's a lot of missed opportunity that just really has me kind of scratching my head, especially considering sustainability. And you know, the filmmakers are claiming, well, we, you know, or whoever, oh, we, we don't know if we're gonna do a third screw, we don't know if we're gonna do another, a follow-up. We're not gonna, we're not sure if Scream Six is coming. But look, it's a box office success. It's critically well, it's polarizing, but I would say it's definitely gotten positive, uh, critical reviews that I mean, everything across the board looks like there is definitely going to be a Scream 6. And I, I kind of want there to be a Scream 6 because one of the best things that this new Scream film did was gave us a bunch of new characters that I actually felt could hold their own for a screen, you know, continuing on um you know at least a couple more movies before kind of calling it kibbutz you know in the same way that they brought back the halloween franchise and they're just going to do a trilogy and then that's it and then they'll reboot it again probably without jamie lee curtis they're just doing one more one more thing um john you don't john john's such a sweetheart man john i responded to your email buddy we're all good Uh, there was never there was never, I didn't think you were being confrontational at all. I, I, I loved your, I loved your contribution and you, you are more than f- uh, free and welcome to uh, speak your mind at, at any time. Doesn't mean I'm always going to agree, but totally, totally cool, man. All gravy, all gravy. Go check your email, John, go check your email. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about scream in any case. So um the, the, uh, the I'm kind of like, you know, they they could potentially, you know, what they were gonna do, the original Scream 4 was supposed to be the beginning of a brand new trilogy, and they had this idea to kind of do things, um to kind of do things uh, you know, from a different perspective, perspective of the killer, you know. Um, yeah, ballad, ballad, good to see you by the way. We haven't seen you in a little while. Yeah, Sam and Tara and the twins would are 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 such a they're a great anchor core um you know cast that could easily carry the torch you know i said to mark and you know people will will you know might jive gy- uh me for this i i, I kind of did i didn't need as i said i didn't need sydney and dewey and gail to to be the supportive roles that they were give us some, some cameos i didn't need them to come in at the end and be like the dynamic duo you know, um, you know, uh, with uh, uh, armed and dangerous, that kind of thing. I just didn't need it, man. I didn't need it. Let the characters. You know, you brought in this character that's connected to Billy Loomis. Like play, play in this sandbox. And one thing that kept getting brought up throughout the whole uh, film. Hey, what's going on, Walter White? How you doing? Oh, it's this is going to be a good show. Make sure you've seen Scream before the new Scream before you watch this. Um, I got this little curl on the side. Not that I'm a vain guy and kind of a vain guy, but I hate that little hairy curl thing that sticks out of the side of my head. Um, the God, what was I just saying? We were talking about, um, oh, one thing that was that that it was leading to, obviously, was that there was a third killer. I was so sure of it. They kept saying it, you know, when when you keep hearing something over and over and over again, it reinforces where they're going. To take it, I, I'm like, I'm going, I'm going, yeah, dude, yeah, like there's, there's going to be a third killer and they haven't done it yet. I mean, what a fresh thing. Give us a third killer, you know, and even better, give us a third killer that survives because as I mentioned before, sustainability, the problem with all these screen movies, it's the probably the biggest problem is the idea that because Ghostface can be anybody, which is part of what makes Ghostface so terrifying you know, where people you're putting on this costume, which is Father Death. That's the name of the costume. The actual costume is called Father Death. The Scream Face, that's what the name of the costume is. You, you are donning the personification of death as, as a human being and going out and doing, you know, the, 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 the business of the Grim Reaper, that kind of thing. Right. And um, part of the problem is, is that they bring on a new ghost face every time. Then they get rid of them just as quickly. And you need a ghost face in order to start a new scream film. You can't have, you know, up until this point, you couldn't have a scream film without Sidney and Dale and uh, uh, Gail, not Dale, uh, Gail and Dewey. Uh, and you needed, you needed a ghost face, right? But if you, I mean, that's the thing about Jason and and Freddie and Michael that they stay the same. They always come back, and that always allows for more and more sequels. But in this case, in the case of Scream, it's always somebody different. And it's just, it gets harder and harder. It's diminishing returns. How many people are going to target the same person over and over again for various different reasons? I mean, they have brought Sydney back to Woodsboro five times now. Well, technically, two of them didn't take place in Woodsboro, but one of them was a Hollywood film set. Three times they brought Sydney back to to uh to Woodsboro and twice to the to Stu's house it kind of gets to a point where it's like you need the the villain needs to be a, a reoccurring nemesis that can keep creating antagonistic situations that give us a reason to have a movie in the first place you know what I'm saying uh Ballad says yes I wanted sydney and gail to be left alone they've been through enough they can appear as cameos and minor parts if it aids the story and the potential scream six and seven agreed ballad. Um, the directors were recently asked if Stu is alive and they laughed about it in a very suspicious way. Already certain Kirby is returning, which is fine. I know a lot of fans love her. OK, so let's get this out of the way since ballads brought it up. Let's let's just put it out on front street there is something that really sort of uh, drove me even more crazy. Cause I told you how I was thinking there's going to be a third killer. There's going to be a third killer. Like I'm convinced there's going to be a third killer. Um, there was something that I found out after I'd watched the film that made that notion even crazier for me. When, when uh, the, the boyfriend played by Jack Quaid, what's his name? Uh, Richie. When Richie is watching YouTube videos for stab eight. We, we now know all the different cameos. Um, you know, Jamie Kennedy did a cameo, vo- all vo- vocal chemo- cameos, voice cameos. Uh, Drew Barrymore did a cameo. Uh, she was the principal over the loudspeaker at the school. Jamie Kennedy was random party guests at the end party at, at the old uh, at Stu's parents place. And um, uh, Matthew Lillard himself was Ghostface in Stab 8, the, uh, the, the sleeveless, chrome-faced Ghostface, which I love, by the way, which I thought was so funny. I mean, that, that, again, the filmmakers did a lot of good things in this movie, like the, a lot of great touches, but the, the story bones suffer. They did. They suffered quite a bit. Um, it, it suffered in a lot of different areas, but what's interesting is on the sidebar, you know, when you're looking on YouTube, look on the side of this video, you'll see all the videos that are recommended. One of them is Kirby. Um, it's an interview with Kirby on some talk show. This is in movie, it's not actually on YouTube, it, it's just a little thing. Uh, the girl who survived Woodsboro. So Kirby does survive, and the other one at the bottom is. Is Stu Malker uh, still alive? The truth behind the uh, behind the killer behind stab something like that. Like it's some sort of YouTube documentary um, tackling a conspiracy theory about what really happened to Stu. And um, when I saw that, I was just like, "Yeah, right." Ballad said it. Is is the real Stu alive? Recommended video in the thumbnail. Thank you ballad said it in, in a single sentence what well, took me five minutes that's why these these streams are as long as they are um and yeah i want a completely subversive final act they stuck with the general formula aside from terrorists surviving let's let the killer survive at the end maybe three killers or a cult of killers so look so here's the deal here's the deal as we know as we know um the original plot of Scream 3, which would have been far better than what we got in a way, assuming that they left the ending the same. I have no complaints about Scream 3. I can let it go. I let all the bad stuff go. But the original intention was to have Stu be the guy. Stu is in jail, and he's pulling all the strings from behind bars. And he's got like this cult. He's got a cult. And they actually did turn that. We've talked about this as well. That's what um, the, the plot that was Kevin Williamson's, Williamson's plot that got turned into a series with Kevin Bacon called The Following. So that plot was used and then they scrapped it and they they made Roman the, uh, Sidney's long lost half brother, which has no emotional resonance because it's not a, a character from a previous film. Um, so we almost got that and then it didn't happen. And then now here we are, and you know they keep bringing this up in the film over and over and over again. Uh, uh, there's always two killers. It's like part of the, you know, it's part of like the 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 meta nods that they're doing with the uh, <laughs> with 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 the uh, film. And here's here's the smoking gun for me. In addition to that recommended video thumbnail, that ballad of the broken brings up as well. At the very end, uh, no, sorry, when Dewey is getting killed, he does something that we've never seen happen before. He rips open Ghostface, like, tunic or whatever that is, and we see underneath someone with a purple shirt on, a buttoned-up purple shirt tucked in. I don't know if you guys were paying attention to that, but I had me wondering, oh, my God, like, we got a little hint... I believe they were, they were even wearing a tie. I was like, "Oh my god, we got a little hint of who one of the killers or the killer might be." And so I thought in my mind that this is absolutely going to lead back to Stu somehow. Um and then at the end as I said, I thought maybe Tara was the third, was was the third killer. I guess in the script, uh Tara and the other girl, what's her name? Um the girl uh that with uh with um Tara's best friend, Amber, Amber, Amber and Tara are actually a couple. They're they're uh they're a couple that, that got cut out. But I thought maybe that Tara was the third killer and that she had discovered who her sister's real father is. And that that's I who knows, who knows the, the motive works for me a little bit better than it did. But again, it would have paled in comparison. You're at Stu's house who better to show up than to have Stu show up and have him survive to fight another day. You know what I mean? Or better yet, have Stu actually be somebody that's been in the movie the whole time. And then re- we re- it's revealed that it's actually Stu that Stu has been hiding behind a mask or a facial beard or something all scarred up. Who knows something that that sort of, uh, and then, you know, uh, what does that do if you have a third killer whether it's Stu or not suddenly that gives us sort of an excuse a reason to have a sequel that gives us a reason to go right into scream six what 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 possible motive is some random stranger going to have the next time to target these specific people that survived the previous yeah it's just too coincidental and it it really does um Sort of uh whatchamacallit it um uh what what am I trying to say? It's it's uh it 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 it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief. Um Ballad says, I was surprised that they didn't address the recent obsession with true crime and all the popular podcast series. Yeah, they totally could. They did that in the new Halloween as well, and it worked. Um definitely could have had that. Uh, in, in Scream in some way or form. They did it in Dexter, too. Uh, I didn't know about that shirt. Uh, Ballad says, I didn't know about the shirt, the purple shirt. Also, the ghost face in the hospital was tall. Exactly. And you could chalk it up to being to being Jack Quaid, Richie, Sam's boyfriend. But it, again, like, give us a Scream movie where, here's here are the two things that I want from Scream 6, okay? One, give us stew. okay? Give us stew. There's so many like opportunities to bring it back. Cause here's the thing. Stu dies, Billy dies and it is irreversible. Like he gets shot in the head and scream and stab are are set in, um, in a, in a, in a reality where there is no supernatural, there's no supernatural stuff. Although technically not, if you want to (laughs) consider my friend, Bob Rose, who's been on the channel a bunch, he, um, we're all obsessed with shared universes and, Technically, uh, the View Askew universe crosses over with the um, Woodsboro universe because of Scream Three and Jay and Silent Bob making there. So when he was ranking all his favorite Scream movies, he was including all of Kevin Smith's films, which I thought was really really funny. Um, but as I said, the Scream is very much rooted in real to real world, and because of that, you know, um, you can't bring back someone like billy from the dead like for real because he died from the bullet wound to his head however the way Stu died and the fact that we never see Stu's body after the the tv falls on his head death it's not death by stereo like lost boys it's death by tv um it makes you and you know matt matthew willard has tweeted this out on twitter he's like yeah Uh, Stu definitely would have survived a TV falling on his face. Like it's so in movie logic, you could totally see um, Stu surviving that. So it's very possible. I feel like Stu's death was very resurrectable, if that makes any sense, especially when they've already gone to the extent that they've sort of have brought Billy back as an hallucination which I both loved and uh, also kind of rolled my eyes because he kind of like he's like this guiding fatherly figure, and you know, by the it just does it's so stupid or he's like nodding his head. Use the knife become the killer that you that you know you are inside. It's just kind of goofy. It's a little goofy. I would have liked to have had that set up a different way. Have her, you know, again, as uh, as Mark was saying the last time we spoke, um, have her Uh, Sam, like talking to somebody and we don't know who it is. Have it like, like slowly reveal it. It's just put it so on front street for, and it's so, it feels so ham fisted in there. It's a great idea. I just didn't like the execution personally. Uh, Did I enjoy seeing All Rich? Of course I did. I had, like I said, I had a great time. I had a great time. Maybe it will grow on me, but like, I I just want to see in a world where you're going to bring back uh, Billy in her mind and you totally scream six, you definitely can have, you definitely can have um, Billy playing around her, her head. In fact, that maybe that's how you turn a protagonist into an antagonist. Maybe Sam, uh, you know, at the very end, she she realizes her penchant, her, her, she, that she does have a blood for thirst, like her father. And um, maybe that she in turn becomes a ghost face vigilante, which is another thing that we talked about in in, in that previous episode. What if Sam, you know, um, uses the ghost face mask to write a wrong in her mind and then gets a taste for killing? That would be interesting. Um, Ballot says, ha Hearing him say, I've always had a thing for you, Sid. And how do you think they'd make it logical that Stu isn't mentioned being alive by characters in two and three Question mark. Um, well, yeah, that first of all, yes. It's like they're in the kitchen and then all of a sudden Stu comes out and he says, I always had a thing for you, Sid. I would love that. That would have been great. That would have been stupid. That would have been stupendous. Ooh. Um. And how do I think that Stu, how do I think that they'd make it logical that Stu isn't mentioned being alive? I don't know. I mean, they, they bring him up. They bring him up all the time you know, in like, like offhanded. Uh, oh, that was Billy and Stu in that kind of way. Um, I, I don't think they need to. I think you can just, you know how you do it. You know how you do it. Actually, you show things from Stu's perspective. You open scream six in like a jail cell or a mental hospital with Stu and you get inside of his head. And how about this? I'll do you one more Let's say that Stu and Billy uh, or that that maybe Billy didn't have a thing for Stu in the same way that Stu had a thing for Billy. And so Billy is lamenting uh, the loss of his of his of his of his brother, who he also might have had an obsessive unhealthy, uh, borderline romantic love for something like that. And he's sitting in his, 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 um, his cell or his, his, wherever he lives, his lodgings, just thinking about how he wants to, how he wants to get back. And then the opportunity arises and he gets out and, you know, friggin' Halloween, Halloween, that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, John says, John of doom says the use of a knife itself is so sinister and frightening. And is what makes the series great. Too real. I well, I love that. I love that but that hunter style knife that they that they uh, have. Um, you just read my email. Thank you so. Yeah, dude. No, John. I, I I really do appreciate your 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 sentiment, but dude, all good. Totally all good, bro. All good. Um, I had to do a double take in the theater when I saw the Billy hallucination. It was a bit jarring. But it fit for me. And in the end, she said, New Real, don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. Yeah. No, I mean, look, again, it was it's a fun, it was a fun gimmick, but I, I needed more, I needed more, I needed more weight to it for it to really sort of work for me. I like that concept, hit up radio silence. One thing about them is that they're actively. That they are active in looking at fan theories on Reddit and Twitter. That's awesome. I, I just want to say, I, I really want to say one thing. I like those Radio Silence guys a lot, and even though I didn't like how they handled certain things, I don't want that to take away from any of my respect for them and what they do. And I've seen almost all of their work uh, from Southbound to VHS to Ready or Not, and I've in, I've always been entertained by the stuff that they make. I just have personal, passionate feelings about material that or, you know, um, uh, IP that they have that they have taken on that was not theirs, because in every case, what they were working with was something that was kind of fresh and original. And now they're working on something that has a really like like a serious foundation to it. And frankly, a foundation that doesn't really need to be built upon anymore or disturbed, as we've talked about with just, hey, scream one, two and three. Good. Great don't need anything else. Um, so, yeah. So, so scream, scream six, give us Billy, have Sam. um. Not sure what is going on. Have them uncover that, that stew. Oh my God. Oh, it's like, I just, it just hit me like a sack of bricks. It could, first of all, Tara set up, set up Tara and, 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 and Sam to become adversarial and sisters. So you kind of have like this Shakespearean thing going like beyond, it's like Hamlet on, it's like Hamlet and Star Wars on steroids because it's like you have the dead father ghost in your head telling you to become the killer that who you are, Um, uh, you are dealing with a sister and there's another killer on loose and it turns out the killer is your father's best friend and he wants you to join him him as a ghost face dude like come back to your birthright stew and billy's daughter teaming up and then that's what brings us into scream seven with um that brings us into scream seven and allows uh you know tara who's become the new sydney which is what i always wanted in the first place because i love me some jenna ortega have her become the new sydney and she teams up with sydney and bring back Kincaid, because we found out in that 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 Detective Kincaid from Scream three married Sydney. They had kids have them all come back. We talked about we talked about what the scenes we wish that we had seen in in Scream five with Detective Kincaid. Um, That episode was actually taken down. We got I got a YouTube copyright strike on my on my channel because they said that I had um, somebody had claimed um, uh, content. It was literally a two and a half hour podcast of me talking with someone else, and the people behind Scream, the uh, Scream uh, YouTube copyright stuff um, uh, flagged us, and so I disputed it. So I'm waiting another couple of days. We'll find out. But it really is frustrating because it's like you 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 gave a copyright strike to a podcast that doesn't use any video or audio, no intellectual property. And I have to get a a strike on my channel for that. Like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. So uh, it's been disputed. I think it'll be resolved sooner than later. We'll, we'll get that back. Um, Ballad also brings up another loose end. Oh, wait. Um, Ballad says the pacing is rapid fire, but I honestly would have liked it uh, about 20 minutes longer. Fleshy. Of course. Of course, it should have been 20 minutes longer. It was short for a scream. Movies are usually about two hours and a couple minutes, something like that. This movie should have been. uh, And usually, you know, it's a horror slasher film, so you don't want it to be too long. But it's a scream film. And that's a different I mean, it should have been like two hours and 15 minutes. It would have been nice if it was 20 minutes longer. Give us some more character. And, And Vince, that that was Stu's cousin. And, you know, you might say, well, why would Stu kill his own cousin? I mean, Stu's crazy. Like, why does Stu kill anybody, period? I don't see why that would – I don't see why that would uh, – his cousin would be off-limits in that kind of case. Um, I, I, again, the motive of of uh, Richie and Amber doesn't really align with maybe what the motives of, of Stu might be, unless if Stu's interest was in Sam because of his, her connection to Billy. So who knows? Um, I had to do a double take in the theater when I saw. Oh yeah, we already we already saw that comment. Um, also especially yeah. So I I don't know. It would have been nice. There's probably more events, as I said. I what I said to Mark was, "Uh, there's definitely a bunch on the cutting room floor." That that film is cut so tight. What I mean by that is like it is just there's no there's no fat. It's all it's super lean. Even for its almost two-hour runtime, it's pretty lean. Like they, they, I feel like they, they shot way. There's way more character moments and things. I'm sure all that stuff will come out. I mean, there was 20 minutes of extra scenes for Scream Four, right? Um, I can't wait for X. So excited for X. Holy crap, that's the new Ty West uh, film coming from A24. Looks looks bonkers, and yes, it does feature. Um Jenna Ortega in it. And I'm very happy. Uh, she's also in some new film on HBO Max that comes out very soon, so I'm very happy to see it. Uh, I agree. It's total BS. You've been copyrighted for one of your Misfit songs, too, just because the melody match Yeah, but you know, usually with that, it's like uh a, 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 like a revenue split or something. Um what what happens with um What happens with uh, this particular is that there's no I mean, there's there's nothing. I mean, there's literally nothing like there's nothing in here that that we took from Scream. It was just us talking about Scream. I can't believe it was it was it was uh, torpedo like that that, that was not cool. It is what it is. It's okay. Um, It'll be fine. Um, So, yeah, so that's where we're at just Want to take a quick second to talk about RiotStickers.com. That they are our sponsor. Um, you know, they're doing a special promotion. Normally, this is $59, but for anybody on the channel, this is a channel exclusive. You cannot find this deal anywhere else. And I and I challenge you to find a cheaper deal. You can get 50 three-inch by three-inch stickers for $29.50 with the promo code From us. Okay, so that's 50 stickers stickers. That's nine square inches of, of real estate. Okay. Right there. See right there? 2950. Uh go to the link down in the description and enter the promo code From us. And you can get yourself some stickers. Um, I have worked with riot stickers in the past. I have friends who've worked with riot stickers in the past and they love it. Let's listen to the theme song written by the guy from Less Than Jake. We are the bomb, Riot Stickers. They are the bomb, bomb diggity dog. All right. So now let's go to the the other thing that I wanted to just take a look at here. But yeah, I think Scream 6 is going to be the true test of this team. They did their fan service. Now it's time to really subvert audiences. I pray it doesn't have the dialogue of H kills. Evil dies tonight. Or if it was Thanksgiving, pumpkin pies tonight. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I thought that was hilarious. Anthony, Anthony, Michael Hall was really funny in that film. He, uh, does, he does look like he has a, a Punisher sticker. One of those, you know, uh, thin blue line Pun- Punisher sticker type situations. Uh, so, here you go. Thus, while he may not have made the cut in Scream's 2022 reboot, Stu is better than ever to equip in Scream 6 because... Blah blah, 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 Thus, Scream 6 bringing in an original character back into the fray would give the franchise a chance to show how much its characters have grown while also reviving a much-loved... Now, that's kind of weak, Sauce. There was, I, there was one thing here that I thought was uh, great... Since Ulrich returns a forever young CJI assistant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we already talked about that. All right. We don't need to say that. Let's not even bother. Um, Scream Fives, Billy Loomis. Let's see what. Yeah, this was this is, here's, so here's an article talking about this. Now, you know what? We already talked about that as well. All right. Let's, let's look at this one. Here's this one article that I really want to take a look at and we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. So I think it, yeah. So this is how Stu Mocker, Stu Mocker, Schumacher, Stu Mocker. What? What the F? Um. So this is called um, the could have been scream five ending that keeps me up at night. This is by Allison Foreman on January 20th. 2022 Stu mocker should have come back as the new ghost face. that's the hill i'm willing to die on following scream 2022 the disappointingly stewless but still fun requel from the ready or not co-director's radio silence i know you're thinking but Stu mocker is dead Sidney prescott dropped a head uh dropped a tv on his head at the end of scream and he died to that, I say, if Billy Loomis can return as a guide, guiding ghost dad, he is, he's kind of like a ghost dad, um, then there's a lot of fair game in modern-day Woodsboro, and the reprisal of the iconic co-conspirator, Stu, was well within reach, especially because Matthew Willard is just frothing at the mouth to return. How could Stu have survived his brush with the home entertainment head trauma? Well, in the final face-off between Sydney and the two original ghost faces, Uh, Billy succumbs to a rash of chest wounds before being shot point blank. Um, The death of his best bud, however, is never confirmed. I do. I do believe that they did film. There are some there are. Some there are some. uh, Some scenes that were never that never made the final cut of scream, I believe. I, I think so. They never made the final cut of Scream, and and they um, they show them zipping up S- Stu's body in a body bag. I think, but we never saw them. We we never saw them. I'm so glad to hear that, John. They are a great business. Um, you hear that? Totally using Riot stickers for the next Voice of Doom set. Who wants one? Email. Uh, John Stein, Steinheimer at iCloud.com to get one for you. You can see it right there. Um, Awesome. Very awesome. Thank you, John, for supporting great independent business. Um, Billy says another thing about Stu, the third killer. The directors have also not revealed who did what kills. They've been very brief and low key, but they, they always are. They always are. Although I guess I never really realized this. And in, in Scream 2, it was it was all Mickey. And except for Randy, which I thought was interesting that Mrs. Loomis really did. She sort of manipulated Mickey to do her evil bidding. Um, So it could be that Stu did some of the kills like Dewey. Totally could be. It totally could be. Um, So, yes, Stu Matthew Lillard suffers from a gnarly stabbing in addition to the affirmation television blow uh, complete with electrocution. But as the fiercely funny actor who portrayed him, who played him once tweeted, it was just a TV, right? You'd think he'd survive. Horror heavyweight and franchise franchise creator Wes Craven reportedly had plans, we talked about this, uh, to take advantage of that possibility in Scream 3, but a tortured production kept the story from happening. Lillard revealed behind-the-scenes tidbit uh, via a podcast that the idea was that from jail, Stu is the mastermind. Stu was masterminding this attack against Sydney and Woodsboro. I'll take it one further. Although I'll tell you something. I mean, Stu is he's a lackey. He's not a masterminding kind of guy. So it's kind of like it, it does sort of, I mean, we're so we're so hungry for you know some sort of connection to the first film that we're gonna overlook Stu's sort of side, goofy sidekick role. Um, for the sake of wanting to create a new big bad uh, in hopes of continuing the story, I guess. Um, But but three weeks before the filming was set to start, the Columbine High School uh, shootings urged Scream 3's makers to switch directions instead of returning to Woodsboro High School. The first Scream film not written by Kevin Williamson would focus on the in-universe horror franchise Stab and a Murder Spree in Hollywood, which works for me, too. And if you notice that no high school kids are murdered at this time, it's kind of heavy too. When you look at the original Scream and even Scream Two, like that these are like kids being taken out. And then, like, you know, it's true after 99, that's like when that's when like school shootings really started to come into focus and like started to be rampant. And so it's like when you look at scream four and you see these like these are high schoolers getting buying it, and it's like it's kind of dark. It is kind of brutal, even if the tone is is lighter and fluffier. But nobody in Scream Three is a high schooler. There's not a single high schooler. Everybody is everybody's adults, you know. Um, so, and the other thing too that is not mentioned here, Matthew Willard was cast as Stu in Scream Three and was paid for the movie. That's right. Um, Matthew Willard was paid to be in Scream Three, and he got to he got a it's called a pay or play deal. And so he, you know, they decided they weren't going to play. And so they still had to pay him. So he got paid for Scream 3. Matthew Lillard did. Um, that's how close it was. We almost had it. They changed everything. Lillard recalled for the podcast, took the script, threw it to the side and brought me out. And I never did the third one. Hmm knowing the uh knowing this early stages stew sequel got shelved i was primed to see it finally play out in scream 5 and for roughly 90% of the movie i thought i was right because even if you're not watching to confirm your oh, your own stew centric suspicions listen i can't say that i was 90% right that i thought stew was going to be come in at the end but i Absolutely thought there was a third killer. I absolutely thought it possibly could be Stu. And if it wasn't Stu, because I was constantly playing Russian roulette in my head of like who could it be? Um, you know, revolving revolving wheel, and I was like, it's gotta be terra. Tara's gonna be there's gonna be some sort of like 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 floor fallout subversion that just reversal that makes us like drop our mouths open, and it never came. And it just really made me not trust when people say, Holy crap, they're gonna do something fresh and new. And then they don't do something fresh and new. They do literally use the same motive as the last scream because that's what Jill, Jill and Mickey before her. What did they want? They all wanted fame. In this case, they wanted to give new life to the franchise that they love so much, but it was the same, it, it's fr- it's all on the same tree. Those are all nuts on the same tree, in my opinion. Um so. Because even if you're not watching to confirm your own stew centric suspicions, the characters involvement makes sense for starters. The dude perfectly captures the toxic fandom Scream fives screenwriters uh, send up in the final act as it stands newcomers, Amber Friedman and Ricky Kirsch who both die. Like it's like you took it. You again, you, you set up two new killers and you kill them just as quickly. I mean, come on. You're not going to make a Scream 6 with all the money that's being made. I mean, it's just ridiculous. What are you doing? But like I said, there's a way out. We do have a way out here. Um, we do have a way out. Maybe he's aged. Maybe he's become more capable of conspiring, such. Very good point. Very good point. It's dark man kids, even seeing Jenna Ortega's acting when she gets her leg broken was just raw. Yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> I know how much I wax poetic about Jenna Ortega, but again, I'm a 36 year old man. She is a 19 year old girl to see a 19 year old girl who is like oceans younger than me uh, getting hurt in that kind of way. Makes me go like, whoa, these are like, these are kids, man. These are like young people, like really, really young people, you know, like in that kind of way. Um it, it it is, it is dark, it is kind of heavy. Um, but again, they could with with they could do something with Sam and Stu, they and Tara. You have plenty of, of of threads to weave with Scream Sex in that kind of way. But let's see what let's go back to what Allison's writing here. Uh, by framing Billy Loomis's daughter, Samantha Carpenter, as the new killer and luring the original victims back to Woodsboro. The pair argue that they're helping bringing the upcoming stab nine back to its roots, which listen on paper, that actually makes so much sense. And I see why the radio silence guys wrote it like that, but it just, I don't know the execution. Just, it didn't work for me personally. It didn't quite work for me again. I I don't take, I I don't take super umbrage with it. I don't, but I don't know. I just feel like there, there were other, there are other ways to go. But again, maybe that's the way it's always going to be. I have expectations as a fan. And if I'm not, if those expectations aren't met, I'm always going to be pining for the things that I wish would happen instead of accepting the art, the artists creating their art. And that's something that we have to recognize, too, in that kind of way. They just love these movies and they want to offer their writers uh, fresh yet loyal source material. Uh, those are the killers. Um it's it's a clever enough conceit that dis- decently capitalizes on the forces that drove Stu and Billy to kill in the first film scream 3 retconning notwithstanding i don't think scream 3 scream 3 the here's again this is why scream 3 is so brilliant scream 3 does not retcon anything scream 3 if anything just elaborates and builds upon everything that happens in the first film is still valid in Scream 3. It just takes things a step further out and says, I'm the guy who lit a match. That's all. I I I I'll defend Scream Three off of Matt. Uh, recall that in the original's big reveal scene, Stu frames his and Billy's ascension into slasher villainy as an exercise in pop culture education. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. It was fun. Like Amber and Richie, Stu is a horror movie nerd. Uh well, I don't know. I, I always got the feeling that 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 um Billy was more into the horror movies, and Stu was kind of like a popular kind of jock guy who maybe he played football or something, and uh he just did it because because Billy was doing it and because he had a thing for Billy. Uh like Amber and Richie, Stu is a horror movie nerd. I don't see him as a horror movie nerd, sorry. Uh, That this thing serial killer would still be heavily invested in the stab franchise. Okay. 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 This is good. This is good. I like where you're going, Allison. that this is um, okay. So basically that he would be obsessed with his own franchise, right? And that he would want to steer it in in a direction that makes sense. Okay, that does work for me. A zeitgeisty memorialization of his heinous crimes checks out. Totally fucking agree. Totally agree. Uh, Ballad says your videos inspired me to rewatch and really converted me to the Scream train, and I really appreciate that. Hey, uh, that makes me really happy, and I'm glad that you do appreciate the uh, these films the way I appreciate them. I. I love these films, uh, truly. Um, what's What's more, bringing Stu back to mentor a couple of crazy superfans is the sort of full circle moment that Scream 5 uh, needed to really... Okay, you know what, Allison? You have convinced me in your writing. I am on board. I am on board with that. Uh, forget what I said. I, I don't think Stu is a horror nerd, but I do agree. He he does become a fanatic and he would totally do that, right? and that is that would make scream 5 stick the landing especially because it's taking place at at Stu's house it's taking place at Stu's house you know um that would stick the landing depending on your taste for ghosts in the scream universe because we billy is not the first ghost i know he's a hallucination he is he is not the he's not the first ghost per se uh vj horton is sold as well did you know that jay is making a his own horror film called uh craving he's doing a um he's doing a a crowdsourcing campaign for it so keep your eyes peeled for that um but yeah man that would have just been it it just would have that was just a little bit of spice we needed on top of the the spiced cake right um depending on your taste for ghosts in the scream universe, phantom Billy. Well, what I was going to say is Billy is not the first ghost. He's not the first ghost. Maureen Prescott was, was a ghost scream three is a ghost story, man. It's a ghost story. It's Maureen's unfinished business. Come back to haunt her daughter. Um, but in any case, Depending on your taste for ghosts in the Scream universe, Phantom Billy sort of gets us there with the whole never fuck with a serial killer's daughter moment from Sam. But it's muddled by the fact that Billy isn't a good guy. I agree. I And and that's what had me rolling my eyes hard is that Billy should be like the most irredeemable, ep, irrehensible, evil, like incel, scum fuck, whatever. I guess he's not as much of an incel as we thought he was. Um and just the fact that 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 he is sort of like mentoring or like a guy, he's like a spiritual guide for his serial killer daughter or for his daughter who who has serial killer tendencies. It just bums me out. His protecting a daughter that he may have not even known existed borders on illogical. Allison, I could not agree more. Stu, on the other hand. Has only a tenuous connection to Scream 5 through his nephew, Vince Schneider. I mean, that it, it's so, it's so um uh jammed in there. It's just so it's so bad like to have that like element. Like we didn't need that at all. It kind of bummed me out that to learn that, that was that was Stu's nephew. And it just, if anything, it it sort of teetered us back on the other direction of oh, well, it's definitely not Stu because why would Stu's nephew die? You know, I don't know. So he could have easily been repositioned as the movie's biggest bad. Seriously, just imagine it. Stu emerging from behind a third Ghostface mask, revealing not only that he had survived his fight with Sidney in 1996 in the house, but that the same reign of terror he had begun in the very first film was still continuing. The movie's body count would skyrocket. We'd all be dead. (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Uh, By reducing Stu to a footnote, Scream 5 fails to honor the deadly duo that kicked off this smartly scary story we all love so much. Still, I'm holding out hope that the powers that will be will greenlight Scream 6 and give Stu his shot at revenge. Gail Weathers may not be writing the Scream 5-based book set to ignite another generation of Woodsboro suspects, but someone should. Plus, if you go by Randy's rules, we're owed a second Stu sighting. The killer always comes back for one last scare. And Stu never got his beautiful Allison. Very well written. I love that. I'm I'm on board. I am on board. Um, So that's it for this evening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, our our little we dipped our toe a little bit more speculation here. I'll probably chop up that other episode when I get it back and, and put out some, some scream clips Um, tomorrow night. We have a brand new streaming evil live show. It's going to be a big one, a good one. Uh, We're, we're taking, we're, we're diving into the teenagers from Mars book by Frank White and Ken Kayafa, uh, Jerry and Doyle's brother, Rocky slash schlock. Um, I've actually had a lot of those, whatever, in any case, um, the, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. This book is out of print. I have no problem doing a deep dive on the book now because the people who pressed up the book, they're not, they're not, they can't, they can't make any money off of it anyway. So why not take a look at it and its contents and just enjoy them for what they are. So keep your eyes peeled. We have uh Thursday we're doing dear God. No with uh, Christopher Jimenez, uh, sinful celluloid. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And even more, we're doing, uh, by the way, if you are a Patreon member, we're doing Return of the Living Dead, the novelization. We've read up to chapters three and four. We just did chapters three and four and next, sorry, three and uh, four and five. So up to chapter five. So next week will be chapter six. Um, but if you are a Patreon, you can listen. It's kind of like an audiobook with with, um, you know, they're, they're 30 minutes long. And, you know, I kind of break. I break the reading every once in a while to sort of laugh at John Russo's writing because it's funny, but I also love it. I love John Russo. Um, so make sure you, you you check that out. And do, are, if you're not familiar with the Patreon, let me let me tell you a little bit about what it is. In the meantime, peace and hair green. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full time. I want this to be my full time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know. But I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full time So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just wanna thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes. That's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.